Welcome to the House of Angels podcast. We are powerful empath women who come together to channel messages of hope and love, speak light codes, and break generational curses. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, everyone. What's up? Thank you for tuning in. I'm Christina. And I'm Amanda. And today we are talking about our healing journeys, how far we've come, what it means to us, and then the level of healing that is happening on the collective right now. So yeah, where do we start, Amanda? I mean, I think it would be great for us to really dive deep into our own personal journeys, maybe just how, let's see here, what we've learned so far, because the healing journey never really stops. Right. It's like layer after layer, like you said, but then also it just feels like, I don't know. It feels like a a journey that just never ends. It feels, when I think of it, I'm thinking like I'm traveling somewhere and I get off at this stop and it's my stop, but then I got to get on and like travel to another place. And that's what the journey feels like. You'll go to a certain point, you'll heal through that, it will stop, and then you have to get on the next bus of emotions and (laughs) and heal through that to the next spot the next journey. So, I mean, I think it'll be good to really start with you and just what you've learned so far on your journey up until yeah. this. So I've been on the spiritual path for, I don't know, let's see, probably like seven years now. And you're right. It never ends. You're constantly unlearning. You're just breaking things down. Like I always say, you're always peeling back the layers So I have had to peel back a shit ton of layers and I feel like with every layer is just like a new version of yourself. But recently, um, you know, I've had, I'm doing EMDR healing right now. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know, that that is my shit. Um, I've learned so much about myself. I've been able to, you know, separate myself from my traumas and really unpack it but it's also brought up a lot of sensitivity and a lot of things around my life um for example you know I was sexually assaulted at the age of 19 and it's brought up you know trust issues it's brought up you know all these things abandonment issues it's brought up all this stuff that I'm now having to unpack and I just feel like One thing that I've noticed is I'm becoming more assertive in my beliefs, Mm -hmm. like, you know, being sexually assaulted, you know, that trauma has literally caused so much damage for me. And I've had to really focus on my healing to get back to a level that I could actually live life. Right. But like I was having a conversation the other day. And it was about sexual assault and stuff. And I just felt like I needed to stand up for myself and my belief systems and, you know, how abusers, you know, I don't want to say that they don't have a right to healing, but in my opinion and where I'm at in my journey, you know, it's like, they're always going to be abusers. There's always something to them that just isn't right. Right. So yeah, it, it just feels like I'm standing up for myself more than I ever have. And maybe that's because I've peeled back so many layers that 
now I'm coming into this place where I'm more confident, you know, when it first started off, I started off as this mental health advocate. I literally would talk to people about mental health. That's why I've been so open about that. And as I've healed it and come into, you know, healing my diagnosis and like, you know, as of recently, I've also been re-diagnosed and I've found out that I've healed a lot of my diagnosis, right? And which is really cool to see. I've had to do a lot of work around it, but it's really cool to see it. But like now that I'm on this new journey, right? It's like you said, you get off on this this bus stop, right? And then you got to get back on the bus stop. Well, I'm on the bus stop of healing my sexual assault. And I just felt like, just like it was with healing the mental health aspect of things is like, it's near and dear to my heart. And I feel like when I speak up and when I say what I need to say, um, the more people benefit from it, you know, the more people who have been in my situation get to rise with me. And that's something that I never experienced before. It's something that I never really saw in my eyes, but now I'm seeing that when I stand up for myself, when I share my story, when I'm being real and, you know, transparent about stuff, I'm literally standing up for those that are in the same boat as me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been rough, but I think standing up for myself, despite everything, it's like, yeah, like I said, it's just, I feel like I'm speaking up on behalf of everybody else who's been in my shoes. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. When you heal a part of yourself, you help heal others. And I always think of it and look at it as a way of, of just not necessarily gaining power because you are gaining power over what you are trying to heal, but it's just a, it's just like if you become a new person and a new woman and it's just the energy that you're able to pour back into yourself from healing. It's like you're pouring that love back into yourself. You're now able to pour love into others who need to heal the same way. But I will say that when you were speaking, I do notice again that you have been more assertive, which is amazing because that's something that you needed to do. And that was part of your journey. But just hearing you speak about things this, from my knowledge, is the first time that you acknowledged it publicly. Yeah. And that, for me, was a huge moment because I know how much courage that takes. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that with me and with others who are listening to the call. But I just wanted to say how proud I am of you and how much you have healed because you easily just was able to say it without any type of hesitation. And that shows how much you have healed to a certain point. Of course, you have more healing to do, but just how far that you have come. And I think that's a huge thing. And I just wanted to acknowledge it and just say that that's such a big step for you. And yeah. that just shows that you were just on this healing path, even more so than I even realized before myself, 100%. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the acknowledgement. I wasn't sure, you know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted to say it yet. And I just felt in my spirit that for those that are listening, you know, and they've experienced the same traumas, you know, whether that's with mental health or whether that's going through sexual assault or abuse, you know, that they're not alone, you Mm -hmm. know, that they're safe because I know when it happened to me, it was like this huge safety net had broke. Right. 
you know, I was 19. You think you own the world at that age, you know, and to be shattered like that. I just know that people feel alone and I don't want them to feel alone because they don't have to be anymore, you know? And I wish that, you know, I would have felt that same way back in the day. And maybe that's why, you know, maybe you kind of reflect on your healing journey and you're like, well, I wish somebody helped me at that time. Right. Or I wish somebody knew as much as I know now um, about certain topics so that I could have that help or I could hear that person speak. And I think that because I didn't really have help in the beginning, um, it just makes me feel like those people who need to hear it, they need to hear that they're not alone. Yeah. That's the first step of just knowing that you aren't by yourself and showing someone that empathy about it. Yeah. Because when you know you're not alone, that's like a sigh of relief that it's not just you and you don't have to deal with it, like you said, by yourself. Yeah. At all. So that's a huge step, girl. I see yeah. it. I, I was even shocked. So <laughs> <laughs> well, let whatever spirit calls you to do or say, you got to do it. Right. Absolutely. And I was just like, all right, spirit, I know that you got my back. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to say what I need to say and just let it go. But Yeah, I feel like it's just like you said, it's like a journey that never ends. You know, you're constantly pulling back those layers constantly. It feels like when you're peeling a layer, you're on the road, right? You're like driving to the next stop. Once you kind of level up and heal that, you're stopping and you just kind of celebrate yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Celebrate your journey. Right. You hang out at that location that you're at. You have a good time. Like, (laughs) right. And then your ass is back on the road right. to the next stop. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Go. Yeah. So what's something that you've come across as far as like healing that's really stood out to you? What have you learned from it? Well, my healing journey, it feels like every year is a different stop for me and what I've healed and what I need to continue to heal. And for me, I'm on this healing journey of, well, last year, I believe it started with my boundaries, but I was really starting to set boundaries and really understand and learn what self-love is and Mm self-worth. And as I started to set those boundaries, I had to realize there's one person in my life that I need to set the biggest boundary with. And that's the person I love the most. And that's my mother. And so I'm on this journey now of, okay, I had to set this boundary and through the boundary and us having some distance between the two of us, I am uh, learning love, but not necessarily just self-love, but I'm just learning how to love again yeah. and what love means like for me. And so I would say this journey right now for me is, is a, a journey on love. And it is something that I didn't realize was such a wound for me until I had that separation. And even though my mom loved me in the ways that she could love me, she wasn't able to love me in the way that I needed to be loved. And I didn't necessarily grow up with a lot of words of affirmation. We did not grow up with any type of um, physical touch. Uh, I'm learning that that was uh, a survival skill. And it's a survival skill of single moms of just really having to just do what needs to be done for us to have food on the table and to continue to go. Yeah. But it's also a generational um, trauma, generational wounds of just black women having to 
constantly show up and not necessarily feeling like they can show emotion while doing it. Yeah. And so when that's passed down from generation to generation to generation, I discovered that I myself, I'm a very vulnerable person, vulnerable and sensitive. And I can't live my life that way. Yeah. I was taught that and I very much felt that I was a strong person because I lacked emotion and that I was like such a hard ass and had such a huge wall up. Um, you know, I always felt like no one could fuck with me until I realized that that's not strength. And yeah. once I set that boundary of like, okay, I need to learn what strength is and then I need to learn what love is. And I feel like I really done well and healed that journey on strength because I know my vulnerability is my strength. I know that my emotions, I'm able to really tap into them in a good way. And I'm able to help and be that person for others as well. Mm-hmm. And how being a sensitive person has helped me tremendously in my professional life because I'm really able to show that empathy when I'm doing my job, but then also in my personal life with my friendships. But now I'm starting to see how I need to learn how to do that in my love life. Yeah. And again, you and I talk about just the journey itself and how I need to start from childhood and I need to go back and I need to really see what little Amanda was lacking Mm -hmm. and how I can show her love and how I can change her perspective of what love is because love is not what I grew up with right and not the love that I wanted and I want to break that for myself and I want to heal that for myself but I realized that you and I've talked about this I've healed so much as the adult person and Mm -hmm. I've come so far but that that little girl inside of me is still wanting um, to be loved in the way that she needs to be and I have to acknowledge that and that's my current journey that I'm going through. Like, how can I love her? How can I show her what love is? How can I see what love is that I didn't see before? Because I grew up in a family of divorce. My parents were divorced. Um, all, everybody around me was divorced. Like, I never really knew what healthy relationships looked like. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I not necessarily just within my family, but within like friends that were around me, there are so many friends who are families where the parents were married, but you could tell they hated each other. Right. And on top of that, I just always had a negative perception of like marriage and of just like what happens in marriage. And there's so many things that I'm realizing. And again, it stems from childhood that I have to go all the way back and I have to unlearn those things. And then once I unlearn the negative, I have to replace it with something new and something positive. Yes. So uh, when you did the collective healing um, recently for the full moon, it was really around love. And you touched on so many things about that. It was such a beautiful reading that I, that you and I have talked about, but again, I didn't necessarily realize that there are probably others who are experiencing the same thing and are going through the same journey. So it was nice, as you said, to know that I'm not alone in this situation, but also too, I was taking down so many notes. There are so many aspects of relationships that I saw growing up that I didn't realize that I'm mimicking in adult life. And so uh, 
this recent journey for me, honestly, it's really just started, I think. Um, this next step in the same journey has started for me. But it, it's been a lot that I am learning and I'm trying to figure out how to unpack and how to heal. Yeah. And not necessarily that's the scary part, but there are some certain moments where I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize that I felt that way. Yes. I didn't realize that that was a wound. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, like, like I said a moment ago, that I was mimicking the love that I saw growing up, which wasn't love at all. And I am anticipating or expecting the same outcome from what yeah. I saw as a child when that doesn't have to be my outcome. Right. That doesn't have to be uh, the love that I have to live. So right now for myself, what I'm starting to do is ask myself, what does love look like? Mm-hmm. What does it feel like? And and really visualize it. Yeah. Visualize it so much while I'm still doing the work and, and you know, unpacking as much as I possibly can. But it's, it's a lot when you're just like, well, shit, I don't know what that looks like. Like, I don't, all I know is what I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, fuck. Um, okay. Like, yeah, I can't <laughs> healthy. Like, that wasn't, that's not the best. And sometimes I feel like, people for me specifically you think that movies show um, an unrealistic viewpoint of what love is but is it unrealistic like Mm -hmm. you know they always say that you know showing kids and movies and like Prince Charming coming to save like I don't want a mother to come and save me yeah saved but do I still still deserve a Prince Charming like yeah yeah absolutely like why is that why does that feel unattainable for me yeah you know so I'm I'm starting to look at that and realize that and 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 see what I can do to to heal it because I'm I'm ready to have the life that I that I want to have and have the life that I felt or I feel that God has really um, designed for me and right. I don't live this life that I feel like the life that everybody else has lived that I've viewed and seen right it doesn't have to be your story anymore it doesn't have to be my story like I you know I'm terrified of being a single mom not because I can't be a single mom or an also single mom because that's all I fucking know is just single moms right raised by a single mom who was raised by a single mom who you know it's just like it's just all I've known so I don't know like what it means to be in a relationship with a mother and father. Yeah, I don't either. You know, right. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, you just realize there's so many like layers. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just hitting maybe the first layer and a half. Right. And as you go around your journey and you continue to go, it's just going to unravel even more and Mm -hmm. you know I hear this phrase all the time and actually I was on Facebook because I'm a part of uh, a group that is for PTSD and CPTSD and um you know I what's that um complex complex yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's like trauma that's lasted a period of time not just one incident 
So, um, you know, I'm in there for support and especially just dealing with the assault and things like that. It's helpful to see other people's stories and relate to them. And then like coming from a mentor position, I'm like, well, let me, you know, give some advice if you're asking for it and stuff, you know, so it's really cool on both spectrums to heal myself, but to also help other people heal too, um, based on my journey and what I've done. Yes. I've been feeling that a lot too. Yeah. So yeah, it just feels like, yeah, it's like you said, you don't have to have that story anymore, but you know, I've been seeing this phrase of, or not a phrase, but like the question of like, why would you want to go back into the very things that broke you in the first place? Girl, I actually had that conversation with a friend not too long ago. Yes. And I'm just like, are you truly living your life? You know, are you truly living to your highest potential? If you continue life without the healing, Mm -hmm. you know, because like, shit, I'm doing that EMDR. And like, if you guys haven't heard of it, and you guys have trauma, definitely look into it. It's awesome. But it's challenging. It is so challenging. But in the last month that I've been doing it, I have had breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and everything connects the dots. It makes sense why I do things. Um, It makes sense of who I am, what I believe in, you know, why I'm doing the things I'm doing. I mean, it literally is crazy how many like things that are connecting the dots now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm know myself so much more than I ever have by diving into you know the sexual assault and diving into everything that happened and yes it's painful healing is not linear you don't know when you're gonna heal you know you don't have a specific time frame right and once you get into it it's like you can't stop you have to go through the journey as opposed to trying to run from it. Right. So, you know, I believe in divine timing and I believe that you shouldn't search for things that are wrong with you because I feel like your soul is going to naturally bring that to the surface. You're going to get triggered. And your job is to ask why I was bothered by that, why I was triggered by that. And then work on that one thing, you know, healing doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing where you have to heal everything at one time. Um, it you can know, be annoying though, though, sometimes I will say, because you feel like, oh, I'm feeling good. I've healed so much. And right. Like, comes. You're like, what? Where'd that come from? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But so I just, yeah, I just feel like it's so worth it to go so down the journey. Yes. So yes. worth it. Yes, because then you can look back. And this is why I love journaling so much because I always look back to where I was at this day last year or two years ago or where I am now in June in comparison to where I was in January and just how much I healed in that short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, there's no end date. There's no time frame. Uh, You heal when when you heal. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I was just feeling good and like, yes, everything, that's why I said, I feel like I'm on like level two of this recent journey, because I felt like June to April was like one part of the journey. 
Yeah. April, I was like, yeah, like things are feeling good. Things are great. And then it just, or excuse me, June, January to April. And then in June, I would say, yeah, this month, maybe a little bit of last month was when this, everything else just happened. And I was like, oh, I'm triggered. Yes. Uh, like really dive deep. It's- yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're experiencing that and it's just like, I don't know, you get triggered and then you're literally, you know, <laughs> triggering something and all that. So I have a question. Do you feel like with all these like full moons and like Saturn and retrograde and the Mars and retrograde, like, or like all these things happening at the same time, do you feel that that can bring things to the surface to trigger you? Yes. That you probably wouldn't have noticed or allowed beforehand absolutely because like pluto's in retrograde right Pluto. okay yeah it's just so many things like, just like there's like four planets right now that's retrograde okay, it's so right. crazy we just got out of mercury retrograde but we're still in the shadow period so there's a lot going on and if you felt like it's been a shit show it's because you have every valid reason to have a shit show shit show right yeah there's there's things that are definitely coming to the surface but pluto in general is like the planet of transformation oh yeah and so trigger 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 um, yeah it's not just personally it's also rebirthing on a collective level as well and yeah. why we're seeing so many things come to the surface um, why people are, you know, becoming more sensitive to the issues that we've been facing as a collective. Um, I feel like more people are opening up to it for sure. Are we, uh, is it allowing us to heal on a collective level as well? Or I think we're in the stages of awareness right now, because mm-hmm. right. You have to have the awareness in order to heal. Otherwise you're kind of just walking in blind and stuff. But I think we're at the point where we're starting to wake up as a collective. You know, it's happening. It's going a little slow for my liking, but it's happening. You know, it's happening. There's people who are understanding things a little bit more. Um, You know, things like Black Lives Matters, people are getting it a little bit more. You're starting to see, you know, the flags that are, you know, standing up for that and, you know, we're starting to see the LGBTQ community, the flags being represented, you know, things like that, that are, we're now coming to this acceptance, to this awareness that, yeah. you know, yeah, those things need fair. to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the coming years, there's definitely a lot of healing, but, you know, sorry if you hear my dog, she <laughs> likes to just interrupt but yeah I think that in the next few years for sure we'll start to heal but I think right now we need to wake up you know we need to wake up as a community as a collective and really understand the things that are happening for sure yeah Yeah. I agree I definitely agree it does feel like last year was an eye-opener for everyone in 2020 Mm -hmm. and like you said we're slowly moving towards healing I, I totally understand the slowness because there's a lot of things that could have changed and that need to change. But I also think that there's so much to unpack to change things as a collective. Yeah, absolutely. So the slowness we're, makes sense. Yeah, we're dealing with a lot of ancestral stuff. Oh, and, I, was, I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. 
just things that have happened generation after generation, Mm -hmm. not only on a collective level, but like individualized. I mean, it's very complex. So it is going to take some time to unpack everything that has happened that is currently happening, you know, before we can get to a state where we're truly healing and we're truly moving forward. And, um, you know, we are, but it's very slow right now. Yeah, it is. It is. And I don't know why, but randomly in my head, it popped up a question like, what does healing look like for you? Like as if I need to ask myself that. Okay. And of course there's no um, time frame of, or anything about anybody being fully healed because we'll never be fully healed. But I don't know why. Like I just had that moment of, I need to know what it feels like to be in that healing energy. And maybe yeah. that's something that the collective and everyone listening can also ask themselves of like, what does that feel like? Yeah. What do you feel like now? And what do you feel like you would feel when you are starting to heal or when you're in those moments before For the next, sure. before the next journey. So that's definitely something that I will take away from this conversation. So For I can sure. write, I can really like live in that because I'm starting to learn that I'm I'm learning to visualize things a lot more. If visualization, I don't Yay. know why. Yeah, it was a lot harder for me. But I'm starting to learn what what it, to visualize things. But also, it's the feeling. And yep. being an empath, I know feelings. And mm-hmm. so I need to define what that feeling is. So when I'm in that moment, I can feel it. I can relate to it. Right. That healing energy. Because I did have, ooh, I did have a breakthrough moment for myself. Um, in my healing journey, just a couple of weeks ago, when I um, felt my goddess energy for the first time. Yes. And when I felt that goddess energy for the first time, it was like, a, oh, wow. <laughs> like, this is what it feels <laughs> like to into my divine feminine like she a bad bitch it's like <laughs> it wasn't even like a bad bitch from what I used to perceive as being a bad bitch which is being real hard being real firm no right. emotion it just felt like a peace and calm but a power behind it yeah it felt very loving and very supportive and when I when it just completely just overcame my body it felt like an outer body experience but I connected to that feeling and that was amazing. So I'm learning that I need to understand what the feeling is, like the feeling of love, like healthy love, the feeling of healing. Yeah. I can really define that and connect to it and see how that would feel like to me. I think that's going to be a big thing for myself, but I think that might be helpful for others too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I know like, doing EMDR, I keep going back to EMDR, but I've learned so much from it in just the last month. But, you know, talking to my EMDR specialist, also my counselor, you know, I asked her that same question, like, how do you know you're healing, right? How do you know that the work that you're putting in is actually, you know, being played out and you're actually healing from things? And her response was, you can't forget the things that happened, right? Because they happened and they will always be with you. But it's the way that you react to the things. Yeah. 
that really serves a purpose because if you're still reactive to it, then they're still healing. If you can speak about it, you know, without crying or without getting upset or without being triggered, then, you know, obviously healing needs to take place more. But I think that's such like a good point is like, you know, you have to know what healing is for you and what it feels like for you, especially as an empath, because you're so aware of those emotions and feelings. But I just think that, you know, I know for me, I always take like, I always take a step back, like when, you know, I'm assertive or when I have to stick up for myself, I'm like, who's this bitch? Where'd she come from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm like, did those words just come out of my mouth? Did I just like, did I say that? You know, it's like, wait a minute, that didn't sound like me, but that was me. That was definitely me. So like, that's how I equate to like the healing. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, your actions. Yes. Define your healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but I think, yeah, I think collectively, you know, we're just moving into a lot of chaos right now. Really? A lot of things that are coming to the surface. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, right, we have to have the awareness, but we need to be aware of the situations that have kind of come to surface. And the thing that pops up to me is the Indigenous people right now who are experiencing this, you know, atrocity that's happened to them. And, you know, if you're not aware of it, you know, it's they found boarding schools that had hundreds of unmarked graves. And it turns out that they were children in these boarding schools. Um And you can look it up. It's all over the internet right now. Um, But, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids in these boarding schools were molested, raped. They were, you know, killed. These babies, these innocent little kids, you know, it makes makes me sad for the community. But there needs to be, you know, the awareness. These things have to come to the surface. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. you know, so that we can actually, you know, heal from it later on down the road, but you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. I think of black lives matters. I mean, oh, same I thing. That. Yeah. That look how much came to the surface that for everyone else, because as black people, that was already there. That's our, right. Lives. But you know, there's so many people who just weren't aware who were completely ignorant to what was happening. Right. And it was like, you can no longer, turn a blind eye to it right yeah and so you're right these things are coming to the surface because we have to start healing them yeah and I think of like the me too movement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know all the people who were higher in power you know abusing yep Mm -hmm. abusing and all that stuff you know it's just it's these things in history that you know, we have to generationally heal. And it's so terrifying. Yeah. It's hard. It's difficult. You know, and I, like I said, I think it's going to take time. It's going to take time to go through the straight, the stages of grief. Yeah. And everyone's going to be different, you know? Right. But it goes back to your point that you had brought up about the question that you're asked of like, why do you have to 
go, I can't remember how you specifically said it, but just like, how, why do you have to look into the darkness? And yeah. it feel, and you're saying it, like you have to bring the darkness in order to shed light. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge thing. And you can't shed light on something if it doesn't come up. Yes. And Otherwise you're going to just right. breeze on by it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The darkness has to rise to the surface, you know? It has to rise and we can't be scared of it. Not only just the collective, but then the darkness within ourselves. Yeah. Because you can't heal that if you don't acknowledge the darkness. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a big thing because a lot of people don't want to acknowledge the darkness in the world and they definitely don't want to acknowledge the darkness within themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can say you're healed all you want but if there's still that darkness there and there's darkness in in different areas and again sometimes you just didn't know that you may have had something Mm -hmm. oh I need to heal that again because you're triggered but once you see it's triggered you can't stuff that back down yeah yeah well like how we were talking about the stuff that's coming up with racism and things like that Mm -hmm. You know, you and I, I'm so thankful for our connection because I can literally be 100% honest with you. And I know that you're not going to judge me. You're going to actually help me move through things. And it's so nice to have that connection because, you know, when all of this stuff started coming up, I really started questioning myself. Like, where is my privilege at being Hispanic? You know, where am I privileged in all of this? Because, um, you know, I'm a person of color, but like, where am I, where are my privileges, you know? Um, and it's just really taught me a lot to be able to have conversations. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, have the hard conversations so that you can understand where you need to heal. You know know what? That just made me think of a book that talks, I think the book is called having difficult conversations or learning how to have hard, hard conversations, something like that. Ooh, we should start a little book club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that is, I, it's used a lot for the business world, but I think that's such an important thing that we can use personally, but then also yeah. spiritually too, because yeah. I think being part of a spiritual community, you have to have the difficult conversations. Yeah. And without having those difficult conversations, again, we can't heal as a collective. Mm-hmm. And we can't call ourselves healers if we're just trying to shed, again, just sprinkle light everywhere and not have those difficult conversations. Yeah, and I, for sure. And I think in the spiritual community, because, you know, because I'm very involved in the spiritual community on like Facebook and Instagram, right? Yeah. And I saw so much gaslighting in the community you said one comment where the girl was just like I think I have a curse and they said like that's just your limiting belief like yes (laughs) and I was like honey no um you have to embrace that darkness you know you have to it's yeah here's that girl saying I see some darkness around me and someone's like no that's a limiting belief it's a mindset (laughs) like no look at out here maybe you are cursed like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of gaslighting and bypassing and just yeah, shit like that because people think that spirituality is just this light and love. Let's let's sprinkle, oh. you know, rainbows everywhere and let's shit yes. cupcakes and you know yes. things like that. And in reality, 
it's nothing like that. I mean, you get some good parts, right? The euphoria of healing and stuff like that. But like, man, you got to go through the trenches. Girl, 2020 was the trenches for me. Uh, So I get it. I same, 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 same. And you have, you can't be scared to go through the trenches either. And I think that's what I'm learning because I think I was always not necessarily scared of the trenches. I just didn't know what to expect. And I thought the healing was just like fluff. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was in the trenches, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? (laughs) And I didn't like it one bit. (laughs) Outside of that, a lot better it's a lot brighter but yeah mm -mm, mm -mm. like I said that'll have to be its own episode of not sprinkling sunshine and and, you know rainbows all over the place yeah really heal but you know the healing journey's worth it and it's not always the trenches peaks and valleys I used to hate when people said that stuff like that like there's always peaks and valleys I'm like "Eh." but it's true (laughs) Like, you know, ups and downs in the healing journeys. And sometimes you were in the shit of a valley. And then, you know, sometimes you're at the highest peak and really have met sunshine on you. So it's okay to go through those. Um, I'm okay now with, with my healing journey. Like I've, I think that's another thing too. Like I've learned a lot of acceptance. Yeah. I think you have to. You have to learn acceptance throughout your journey. And it's just kind of like, well, I'm here now. So uh, like the athlete in me is like, all right, I'm about to get through these suicides. I'm about to get through these like (laughs) jumping jacks. Like I'm about to go back and forth. And like all these things are going to be, it's going to be painful. But at the end of this workout, you know, I'm going to be more powerful. I'm going to have a better skill set. I'm going to be able to beast whatever, you know, thing I do. And that's kind of how I've been looking at healing of like, I'm not going to want to do it. It's going to suck. But at the end of it, I'm going to be much better than when I started. Yes. Cause you're building that muscle. Yes. Building that muscle. That's what athletes do. You got to right. build it. You have to build the muscles. And I've been thinking a lot about that building again, my journeys in love. So building my love muscle yeah in order to build that love muscle girl I gotta look at some ugly stuff yeah <laughs> I look at you know my past relationship I'm like girl what were you thinking <laughs> that's a good place to be in though because you're at least aware of it right now you can yeah. come to acceptance yeah when that awareness comes but then when you're aware of you're like your shit you're like damn whoa <laughs> in a bad place <laughs> yes that that energy but now I just don't like I told you the other day I'm not feeling aligned with that energy anymore yeah what I was and I'm not feeling attracted to that and again it goes back to my mom of like that's what I thought love was growing up so that's what I seek love in others yes yeah emotionally unavailable men so yeah but but no Mm-mm. we're healing it we are healing it girl but I think it's good. I'm excited for us collective. Mm-hmm. And I think that it just feels like we're all opening up to the healing journey. Maybe not everybody's on that healing journey, but I think people are opening up. Like there are things I need to heal. So where do I start? And that's the right. best thing, like helping people start. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important as being healers too, is like, 
helping people. So it's like having the compassion to hold space for yourself during the journey, but also to hold space for others as they come with questions, mm-hmm. you know? And I think personally being a person of color, I think we have an advantage to heal our generational stuff, you know, heal that part of ourselves um, and break those cycles. I keep thinking of like people who say fake it till you make it, like stay away from somebody that says fake it till you make it. I agree. Yeah. I don't really like that term. Me uh, either. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, it, because again, it doesn't feel like it's real. Someone else said a term to like offset that and it felt very on point, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I'm not a fake it till you make it type of person at all. But again, it goes back to what you said that once you, it's an amazing feeling to help others heal. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that until you start doing the healing within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was a fire ass episode. I will say that myself. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are willing and wanting to connect with us, I'll put all of that information in the show notes. Um, you know, we love reaching out and having these conversations and we are super open to it. So if you're struggling with something, you know, like trauma or healing and you don't know where to start or anything like that, you know, reach out to us um, because that's what we're here for. We're here to help people and help the collective rise in, in their energy. And, you know, yeah. So thank you for tuning in and listening to us. And I hope that each one of you enjoy and learn to love your healing journey wherever you're at in it. And yeah. Talk to you on the next episode. Bye.